0: He is the King of kings. I said, he's the Lord of lords. Isaiah said, I saw him this way. I saw the Lord high and lifted up and his train, his glory filled the temple. Woo! Hallelujah! I said, hallelujah! He's alive forevermore. Whoo! Yes, Jesus, I saw the Lord high and lifted up. His glory, His glory filled the temple. His presence overshadowed it. He or she that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow. That glory of Almighty God, aren't you glad that we can live in America and that the hand of God is upon his children and that the glory can surround us and protect us and keep us. One more time, give the Lord a good hand clap of praise, would you? Mm, mama, mama, I'm telling you, had a hairlet, the devil any day. Glory. I saw the Lord my, 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 my. I said I saw the Lord. I saw him in his holy temple. Ah, Moses saw the glory of God so much that when he come down out of the mountain, they had to put a veil over his face because of the glory and the shining that was all around him. I don't know about you, but one day we're going to be in his presence. Some people says, well, I just can't wait to see the glory of the Lord. Mm, I'll tell you, I don't know. I don't know how you could see it and live sometimes because it's so powerful. Are you glad to be in the house of the Lord tonight? Amen. Well, we're glad that you're here. Amen. That's right. Let's give the Lord a good hand, clap, praise. We're glad to be here, too, in the house of God. And and, uh, we're glad that... uh, uh, God's in this house and that man, in his presence is fullness of joy. Just in the presence of the Lord, there's fullness of joy. I will enter his gates with thanksgiving and go into his courts with praise. Man, that's powerful. Just something about being happy, getting in the house of the Lord or in the presence of God. Uh, That ain't my message tonight, but it sounded really good. Praise the Lord. I want to talk just for a few minutes tonight, if the Lord helped me uh, to speak to us tonight. And the and, uh, Bible said, he that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit's saying to the church. And boy, I tell you, if we ever needed a time for God to speak to the church, I believe it's now, don't you? Yeah. I believe if we ever need to hear from the voice of God, it's now. And uh, I, I, I truly think tonight that we are serving the only king of the world. There's been a lot of men and a lot of people come before him and said that they was God and that they was this man that everybody should look to. But you know what? History records that they all died. And they never resurrected. But I know of a resurrecting Savior tonight that rose again on the third day. Amen. Amen. If you would, help me tonight by turning your Bibles to the book of James. Let me go there real quick. I want to speak just a minute about James and, and um, see what the writing said. In James chapter 1, verse 22. And like I said, I won't hold you very long tonight. I know it's Wednesday night and that we, well, this is study time and that we come together and we get together and uh, uh, we pray and we just ask the Lord to have his way. But in verse 22, it says, But be ye doers of the word and not hearers only. Deceiving yourselves, for if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man observing his natural face in a mirror. I, I believe that God, you know, I, I think sometimes, let me just say this first. I think sometimes that we, believe, we, we be live below what we should have to in serving God. I think sometimes we don't realize how much authority, how much uh, 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 that God has given to the church, whether it's individually or that we come together corporately. I don't think that we realize the power that the church really has. We, We talk about the goods and we talk about the power and we talk about what God can do, but sometimes we just fail and we lack demonstrating the power of God. But I believe that it's in us tonight to represent God, and that God can do things. Now, there's times the enemy's going to come. Uh, uh, you remember who? What was that guy's name? Uh, Shamma. Uh, that uh, he, he he made up his mind. He said that I'm not going to leave my pea patch anymore. I'm tired of them coming. Every season when harvest is coming, he said, I've watered it, I've planted it, I've cultivated it, I've done everything that I know to do uh, to let my uh, uh, crop to become a good crop. And he said that uh, uh, after a while, every year, I don't know about you, does it feel like the devil's constantly robbing you of something? I mean something, I don't know what's going on in your life. Uh, I don't know what's happening in your world, but uh, there's things that we battle seem like one thing we might battle more than we do others. And Shamma finally made up his mind. He said, you know what? I'm not going to let nobody come and take my pea patch any longer. Thank you, Joe. He said, I'm not going to let it happen. He said, I'm sick and tired of me working day in and day out. He started to realize, I planted a seed six months ago, and I watered it, and I watched that seed grow, and I'm not going to let no devil in hell or out of hell take my seed away any longer. And church, we got to get to the place that what we planted what we sowed and what we believed God for and that started to grow that we have to make up our minds that we're not going to let the enemy take my seed any longer. See, I believe there's something powerful tonight about believing God and trusting God. Jesus said, be a doer of the word and not a hearer only. He said, do it and watch me. Watch me. Do it to it and watch me do it to it now bear with me as I break this thing out a little bit there's some people that is wishers there's some people that's just plain talkers there's some people that's just plain dreamers there's some people that's dabblers and there's some people that's just flat out doers I don't know about you, but I want to be a doer of God's word. I don't want to be a dreamer and have a stick in my hand with a star and say, twinkle, twinkle, little star. Huh? Have you ever had that? Twinkle, twinkle, little star, how I wonder how you are or how I am. <laughs> we're, we're dreamers. They dream big, but they just twinkle, twinkle. You know? Sorry, that's Fox News. <laughs> and there's some people who moves their mouth as though they're talking a lot, but nothing ever gets done. There's some that, that is just plain wishers. They hold a cupcake in their hand and say, it's my birthday, and there's a, there's, a, there's a candle in it, and they do like we always do, said, now, honey, make a wish and blow it out. I wish I could be an astronaut, or I wish I could be a preacher like Brother Burton. (laughs) Wish I could sing like Joe Carpenter. (laughs) I just wish I could be just like Ricky and Cindy Cochran. That's a joke. you know, wishes, you know, like uh, things like that, and we blow it away. And there's wishers and there's thinkers that just thinks about things, but and there's dreamers, but they just dream, but never let a dream come true. Never catch the vision. Never catch, then there's dabblers. Have you ever seen a dabbler in the church? Now, probably some of you could point some out, but please don't do it. Dabblers are these. They try this a while and that don't work, so they'll jump over here and do this a while. They dab in a little here, they dab in a little there, they dab a little all over the place, and nothing ever gets accomplished. And we are the church. We're a powerful military army. And God says, I just need somebody that will simply do it. And trust me, when I say you plant a seed in a good ground, Then I say, plant a seed in the good ground and you watch it grow. And then when it starts growing, you stand up against the wiles of the enemy and do not let them rob you of the seed that I told you to plant. See, doers will continue to do despite the circumstances. Now, I'm not saying it's easy at all. The devil does not want us to have harvests. He didn't want us to have blessings. He don't want us to be prosperous. He don't want us to walk around in divine health. He don't want us to walk around knowing that we are the child of the living God. He wants us gloom, doom, and say, well, maybe God did, and I think he can, but it's uh, um, God's will, whatever. See, there's a lot of God's will that is for us. I believe it's God's will that we be made whole. I believe it's God's will that we don't walk around with depression all the time or anxiety all the time. Or I believe it's God's will that we walk in peace. I believe it's God's will that we walk in, in health, healing, and wholeness. I believe it's God's will that, that we have a home to live in. I believe it's God's will that He supplies foods upon our table. I don't believe that we have to live in the state that we always live in. I believe that we serve a God that loves us. I'm telling you, I've seen there's, there's people in here that loves their children so stinking unconditional that they'll move heaven and earth to try to help that boy or that girl get on the right path. They believe in them when nobody else will believe in them. They have trust in them when nobody else will. Well, I wouldn't trust them. <laughs> you know what they did a year ago but mommy and daddy will still say okay I'm going to loosen the reins a little bit and I'm going to trust you to do this well don't you know our heavenly fathers if we know how to do that if we know how to take our family and trust them when nobody else will trust them how much will God not trust us with his stuff with his things that he gives us most of you men in here if your child's sick you would sit in their place if you could because you love them and you 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 want the best for them you say lord take me i've lived a full life we would say that when we miss the whole point when we when we got a god in heaven that says listen the devil's out to kill to steal and destroy but i come to give you life and that more abundantly Church, we walk under. We walk away from the value that God has given us. The thief does what? Comes to kill. Comes to steal. And comes to destroy. Jesus is the only one in the world that says, I come to give you life. Woo! I said he's the only one that said, I'll come and give you life. And I'll give it to you more abundantly. I speak health. I speak healing. I speak hope. I speak faith over my children, over my daughter, daughters. Over I ain't got no boys, but all my daughters. I speak health, healing, and wholeness over them. I plead the blood of Jesus over them. I believe when they go down the road, they're covered by the angels of God because God said, "I'll give my angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways." I simply believe that God should do it, and I trust Him to do it. I believe tonight that, that God wants us to look at what He's doing in our lives and trust Him to do great things, Amen. because He's a big, big God. We need to have a purpose in our heart that I'm not going I'm not giving in, I'm not giving up, I'm not backing down, I'm just staying the course. I, I've got a harvest. God's promised me, God's given me, and I'm proclaiming it, and it's mine. Amen. It's mine. Look at somebody and say, that harvest God's given me is mine. It may not be what you think. It may not be all money. It might just be your health. But see, I believe there's, there's something about there's power in your words. I believe what you speak over yourself and over your family is going to come back to you, good or bad, I've been texting this one person because she's been sick for a while now. And I told her, I said, listen, I said, you got to speak life over you. you got to speak healing over you. I said, I don't care if you have to put scriptures on the refrigerator, scriptures over here, scriptures over there. I said, I don't care what you got to do. I said, wake up every morning and say, God, I feel good. I said, I don't care less if you feel good or you feel terrible. But let the devil know you feel good today. And you got to speak it over your lives tonight, church. I, you got to speak it over you. God's given us this word. It was written a time for our learning. He said, the word of God is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. He said, speak it. Jesus just spoke the word and they was healed. I believe that we speak life over us, healing over us. Uh, my wife's always saying, you know, your, your cholesterol's a little bit up there. Quit ain't all them sweets. I said, I know, but it ain't all the way up there. I speak healing over my body. I don't take in negative. Not that, believe me, she's going to get me for this. Jesus, I didn't mean to say it like that. But I just, uh, you know what I'm talking about, guys. They try to help us, but but then I, I look at it and I said, you know, my grandma and grandpa, some of them chewed tobacco, some of them dipped snuff for all their lives. They ate greasy bacon, greasy eggs, greasy stinking. <laughs> Can you imagine the gravy that they had back then? Them old folks, big old skillet full of gravy and they'd eat that stuff and they'd live to be 80, 90, and 100. Amen. Ain't no worries, best them up. You, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I just simply believe that we could speak life over us. Doesn't mean that you won't never get sick. Doesn't mean that things won't never come your way. Doesn't mean that problems and situations don't never arise. But what it does mean is how you go through it and how you come out of it is how we speak. See, sometimes we lose the vision of things. The dabblers, the talkers, the dreamers, all of those wishers, sometimes what happens in life, we just, we want to, we think about it, we want God's blessings, we want, oh, Jesus, I wish that you would send somebody by and pay my bills this week. <laughs> True? I ain't lying. You know you've been there. No, just kidding. <laughs> we all have. But you've always, you, you know, you prayed and you've asked the Lord. And we've all had dreams that we've dreamed. God, I, you know, when I first started uh, as a young man, as I first got out and I began to know Jesus and I got saved and I, I moved to Frederictown and didn't know much about church and I was growing up and uh, I was trying to learn about God, but I knew that God called me to preach. And I, I remembered that... Um, I, I, I wanted to pasture and I wanted to, I wanted to preach and I remember I'd get behind, I was a shoe cutter at Brown Shoe. I made, uh, cut the leather, that was the first one that got the part of the shoe. I cut the leather that designed that shoe out and, and uh, I remember I'd stand behind that old arm and I'd just uh, uh, cut a shoe out. If I had to cut 10 pairs of size 9 or 10 pairs of 11s, whatever, I'd just go to town on it, cutting it. And while I was doing that, I was, I was, I was preaching my head off. Man, I was acting like I was preaching to 100, 200 people and uh, acting like that God was going to move mountains and all that stuff. But but I did all that because I began to dream that, Lord, one day I'm going to pastor, one day I'm going to have people in my church, and one day I'm going to be this type of pastor. I dreamed it. And I believed it, and I lived it, and I said, you know, I've got that call and that urge, and all of a sudden, man, I just things just started falling in. Well, wasn't long. I got a church after that, and all of a sudden, I begin to see things happen, and God begin to do this and do that, and and just kind of like this church, God just unfolded things, and things just started happening. Well, when I moved to Jeff City, uh, 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 things exploded up there. But I had a dream and a desire and a burden, and and and, and, and can I tell you that, that there's been times that I've lost that dream there's been times that I've lost the vision of it but, but, but I remember there's been times that I've had to go back and I've had to dream again and believe God again and trust God again it's not over until God says it's over so sometimes you just got to keep dreaming and it's going to come to pass sometimes I'm a painter and sometimes God does this He does this in a way that is amazing to me. He, he's almost like he's got a pincer, a, a, a little paintbrush in his hand, and he's painting things out for our lives. Promises that he has given us and promises that's unfold, that he's unfolding for us if we'll just step into him, and he's painting out these pictures. And all he's wanting us to do is see the picture that he has designed for our life. He just wants us to see what he's got for us on the big screen. He just wants us to catch that vision of it. Satan engages in warfare in our lives, but God gives us the ability to overcome the warfares. Be not deceived, he said. In Galatians, be not deceived. God is not mocked. Whatsoever man soweth, that also shall he reap. And if we just begin to sow good seed into what we believe that God's given us, if you ever seen somebody with a paintbrush like an artist, they take that paintbrush and they have a purpose and they dip it into the paint, and the possibilities paints the pictures of our prosperity, of our futures of the things that God's got in store for us, it's all there as he paints it out on the wall and said, I've given this to you. This is a part of the strategy of your life that I want you to have. And he paints up brother and sister person and their children. (laughs) And not only that, but then their, their children's children. And then God just keeps making that picture of our lives and our futures expand. And God says, in all the meantime, while God's painting our pictures of our world and our life, he said, just believe, and it's possible. How many started out young in life? (laughs) Yeah. Well, how many had a wife? And you and a junk car. I had to sell my first car. It was a 69 Camaro Supersport. I had to sell it because I had a wife and a baby daughter that wasn't in a seat. That stood stood up in the middle of the console by the shifter. And then the spouse over there. Didn't have room enough. You know how them cars was. It's hard to open the seat and put a thing back there. But I remember I sold it because I believe that one day I would have a better car. I rented for years because I didn't have enough money. I worked at Brown Shoe. My take-home pay was $200 and $20. 230 with the piecework that i do. Hers was maybe 170, 75 tops. What is that? $400? Boy, that's hard to live on today just for one week, ain't it? We go to grocery store, Connie's always looking at me. She never was a, she never, she don't worry now, but she never worried about it. I always say, you know, I used to tell her, well, let's go to this gas station a little bit cheaper. I don't care, I'm just getting gas. And she'd go to the grocery store, and now she comes home, did you know I spent $200? She'll go a couple days later and say, do you know I spent $200? And I thank God, I'm glad that we can spend those $200. There was a time I'd have a credit at the, at the grocery store and I'd have to pay it once a week when I got paid. That's how poor I was. But see, God had a picture and he painted out some things in my life. And he said, if you'll stay on track and you'll trust me, that's going to unfold. And look at me now, I'm at the palace with you because God had a plan when I was 21 years old ain't it amazing that we walk in the ways of God and and sometimes we don't understand God and we don't understand what God's doing but God's got a plan for our lives he said just keep sowing good seed have I always sowed good seed of course not have I had some bad seed come back on me of course I have and boy did I mess up when I got the bad seed But boy when it was good it was really good And when it's good seed, it's really good seed. Because God don't give nothing but good gifts to his children. Is that right? All good and perfect gifts come from above. Everything else is of the enemy. And so I love the seeds that my wife and I plant today. I love the things that we do together, that we plant a seed, that we do things, and that we trust that God sees my future. My future. And that he's still painting it out for us and designing out what he's got in store. I never in my world would ever dream me being the young guy that I am that I would have an 11-year-old daughter today. But God had a plan. And he painted a picture. And he said, this, this little girl is going to drop in your house one day. And you're going to take her for the rest of your life. And you know what's even greater, Mike? She's going to have your last name. She's mine. Did I plan that? Heck no. I told you, Lord, <laughs> you better be thinking something different here. Because <laughs> I'm old enough now, Lord, where I, you know, mine grown and gone. But you couldn't do nothing in my world today to change that. Because you know why? God had a plan. He said, if you'll just be a doer, just a doer, don't be a dreamer, don't be a talker, don't be talking good stuff and smack. You know, have you ever been around people that's got a good smack, you know, they can talk smack, can't do nothing else but just talk? Yeah. (laughs) Go golfing with Joe, you'll understand what I'm talking about. (laughs) But God brought some beautiful people into my life God's done some wonderful things in my life and it's all because he's directing my steps he's done wonderful things in your life and some of you he's just starting things in your life some of you he's just starting to birth things in your life so I want to encourage you today I I didn't even go the way that I wanted to go with this message but I want to encourage you today to be a doer of the Word of God. Not just to hear, you know, give us some of these men and women that's got wisdom on them today and, and let them tell you about how their lives started out, where they come from, and how they had to dig hard to get where they're at today. And what they had to fight to get to where they're at today. It's a battlefield, brother, not a recreation room. It's a fight and not a game. Sometimes there's a fight, but the fight's worth it. Because I wouldn't change my life for the way it is today for nothing. You know why? Because God. When I got off the wrong road, God put me on another straight road. So when you get off roads, and it always may not be the best that you think it is, allow the Holy Spirit, to lead you and guide you back to that straight and narrow road. Would you stand with me today? This didn't go the way I wanted it to. I just went a totally different direction, but that's okay. But I wanted to plant something in you tonight to let you know that God is the greatest artist in the world. If there's ever been an artist that could paint pictures, design things, it's our God. God. He is one of he is the greatest artist in the world.